Welcome to Lady BizWiz, where we help you focus, execute, and get results as you take your business from concept to market. Well, good evening. We are here. We're a little bit off schedule this week, and it's a Sunday evening. We're sitting here at the table with a really nice glass of red wine. Amy, how are you doing this evening? You know, it's been not so bad. Last week was a little stressful. We were supposed to do this on Friday, but sometimes work emergencies come up, and I was getting hit with a bunch of them, so thank you for rescheduling this for tonight. Well, um, I'm just I'm just glad we, we made it happen this week. We're in for a treat today because... We are a few podcasts deep now, and we're going to spend some time today just doing a little interview of Amy and talking about her, her latest ventures, and maybe trying to weave in some of the, of the principles that we've been talking about so far on the podcast, which I'm super excited about. So um, we started out our first podcast talking about the idea, the, you know, how do you, how do you come down to the idea? How does the concept come to you? How do you know when it's the right concept? And so I kind of like to start at the very beginning, Amy, um, about with Blue Poppy, um, what, where, where did the idea come from? Just tell us about kind of the origin of all that starting up. So really, most of my businesses come together because there's some reason for them to have, have to happen. And so Blue Poppy came together because I had a son that was a junior in high school, and I needed to figure out a way to help pay for his college, which I knew was kind of coming down the pipe. And so I had this idea of... Um, the cat comes every time I come to do this the cat likes to eat so I love this cat one day I'm stealing her she is so great I'm gonna post a picture of the cat so y'all can see you are a third podcaster she's awesome she loves me and so she usually sits right up here at my microphone but anyway so the idea behind Blue Poppy came together when I really just had to come up with a way to fund for my children to go to college and I didn't really want them to amass a bunch of debt and I just thought that I would come up with an idea and I've always been really good at coming up with business ideas. So I come up with those often, but the original idea for blue poppy actually is not at all what blue poppy is today, but that was really kind of it. It was like I could combine some of my graphic skills with the idea that I do like people and selling and, and so that's what I did. And that's kind of how blue poppy came to be. And this is a completely solo venture, correct? Because you were involved in a partnership previous or still to yes. this day. So I had a, you know, I, nine years ago, I opened a bakery with my best friend, Laura, and we kind of took this idea really within 90 days of me making a French macaron for a cookie swap party at Christmas. 90 days later, we were opening a business selling macarons here in, in Savannah. And what we sell is basically a little French meringue confection, not like those coconut macaroons. And so here in Savannah, it was really kind of new. And it just was a really fun thing to do. And so I'd have, I've had that for nine years. And it, it very successful, still, you know, operates today as a business and still a lot of fun. But again, I made, I made the money that I needed to help, you know, contribute to my household finances. And so college was going to be this thing that was going to need money that was over and above what my husband and I made um, in our incomes. And the only way I really could kind of figure out a way to, to make the additional money was to open something. Um, and that's what I did. So that's how Blue Poppy Okay, so, so this, this business started with the idea of a kitchen towel, right? Tell us a little bit about, more about that. How did you land on the idea of, of kitchen towels with watercolor design? Well, that actually, like I said, was not actually what Blue Poppy was to begin with. So Blue Poppy, I thought it would be great. The printing technology that I use allows me to do kind of one-off so I can do custom stuff in 
less than five minutes. So I thought, I thought the great idea would be to take my product blanks to trade shows and my art and you would come up to my booth and you would like, I like this coffee mug, but I want it to say these initials or I like this t-shirt and I want it to say this and here are my designs. And I would print it while you waited. You walked around the trade show and you would come back and your product would be made and it'd be personalized. So it wasn't just kitchen towels to begin with. You had an idea for selling several things, but having this one-off concept. Yeah. So it was kitchen towels and it was bags and it was like Yeti style tumblers and it was picture frames and it was, there was a whole bunch of blanks, whatever kind of blank I could buy that would be part of this work for this printing process. I had a bunch of those. And so I did, I went down, um, that first October to Jacksonville to a show. I bought the booth. It was expensive. I hauled all my equipment in the back of my car and set it all up and it totally flopped. Um, people could not make a decision like that at the spur of the moment. And I had nothing for you to buy that was already made. Everything had to be made because that was the whole concept. And so we sat down there for four days. I think I sold enough to cover the booth fee, but the hotel fee wasn't covered. I mean, I think I lost like $1,500 in the deal. So was there, when, when you started the, when the initial idea came to you, was there another you know, you t- we talk about kind of looking at the competition, kind of doing some research and figuring out who's out there already doing what you're doing. Where did you feel like you could come up with a unique So niche? I didn't know of anybody doing this. And that's where I felt like I could come up with a unique niche. You could go, because people do like things personalized, but normally it's four to six weeks or, you know, this turnaround. So that I thought this instantaneous, buy it. Pick it out. I'll make it. Make it right there on the spot. Yep. Take it home. You take it home. I thought it was ingenious because you know there was nobody else doing it I now know why there's nobody else doing it (laughs) (laughs) because 80% of the people liked the idea it just was too much pressure on them to make a decision and so I had nothing um, at trade shows most of the purchases at trade shows are impulse purchases so most of the things when you go to a you know a Christmas made in the south or you know something like that you know, the idea is that you're, you know, it's price pointed for you to just kind of grab and go. It's, you're picking up this gift or you're just picking up gifts and then you'll figure out who it belongs to when you get home kind of thing. My stuff was so customized that I needed to know who you were buying it for so we could put their name and it, it just didn't work. And I got back from that and my mom had gone down there for two days, for the first two days. My husband came the second two days. My mom, I got back and my mom's like, that is not going to work the business. And I said, you're right. Um, but why, what about it didn't work? What about it needed to be changed? Cause I wasn't really interested in throwing in the towel on blue poppy, but I can tell you what I was doing. Wasn't after one show, I wasn't willing to do another one. It wasn't going to work. So I identified, you know, what, what did I see as I walked around the show that was working for other people and what was not working for me. And I realized that my ability to do customization is great. However, I needed to have a product line that could be impulsively purchased or they could add the customization if they wanted to. But I needed to have something that would be the hook in, not just as full customization. 
So I was just thinking as you were talking about, you know, your personality and that you're, you know, your strength is really in executing and you're a fast decision maker. And I can, it's, it makes sense to me that you would think surely people can just come make this quick decision because you would be able to do that. Yes, I would be able to do that, but I am in the minority. So you kind of discovered that very quickly again, that, you know, it, people, when people are are picking out gifts and, you know, it takes time, people have to process what they want. It just didn't work. I mean, it's, it's. Once I had, so when I got home, I, I kind of had to re, kind of rethink about the whole thing. And, and my husband's like, well, you bought all this equipment and, you know, what are you going to do with it? And I literally, probably two weeks later, had an event that a friend of mine had invited me to have a booth at. And really the night before I drew an oyster and I then stacked it up in the shape of a Christmas tree and I found a star fish on online and stylized it in, in the graphic software and I made this little Christmas tree oyster shell Christmas tree now we live on the coast in Georgia so it makes more sense you know obviously probably would not sell well in Colorado but we right. live we live here on the coast of Georgia and I made 10 of them on top of the other products that I had taken to, to this event and the event I was going to was a tennis event and it was a bunch of tennis women tennis players in our area I took the 10 towels I sold 30 towels and so what I did with the towel is like it was x amount of dollars to get the towel as it was printed or you could add a name to the bottom of the Christmas tree as a special order for like a buck or two more and then I would make I'd go back to the studio and make it I didn't have all my equipment I just had the product and I sold I think 30 or so of them at that little one and a half hour event and I had another event that night and I went back to the studio to I'm like, well, I'm going to make some more of those. And I was able to make like 20 more between the two. And I went to that next event that night. And I think I took orders for like 70. Wow. So I'm just thinking, what if this had been your very first business? And this was your very first thing you had tried to do. And you go to the show and it doesn't work out. I mean, I'm just wondering how much of your belief that you could figure this out was based on your previous success versus just that's kind of who you are. You're just kind of like, let me just keep trying. Because I'm, I'm thinking about our listeners and how maybe that, that, that failure was a moment right there for you where you could have gone either way. You could have said, you know what, this was a really stupid idea. I should have never thought, I should have never done this. There was, there was a lot of self-talk that could have taken you down a different road than let me try again in a different way. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, it was, it was by no stretch of the imagination a failure. Now, I will tell you, I've had other businesses and I've had failures in those other businesses. So failure just kind of comes hand in hand with owning a business. And I opened my first business when I was 20. So I've I've done businesses and I like businesses, but they all have their little nuances. So every business I have, I always go into it with the idea that failure is going to be part of this journey. Something is going to work. And it's going to be a home run, like the little oyster kitchen towel. And then things are going to be like they fall, you know, flat on their face, like the show. And that's just how this works. It's, it's not that, I mean, I am a pretty tenacious person. So I am somebody who does a lot of picking yourself up, dusting off and moving on. I don't spend a whole lot of time, you know, crying over things that don't work because I know what will work is just around the corner. I just have to analyze honestly at what wasn't working and come out at a, at a different angle. So, but I think that's so key. The, that objective sense of, okay, 
this didn't work. It, it's not me. It's not like, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to take it personally, have a pity party or this didn't work. Let's try, let's try something else. That, that mentality is so key. I think when you're trying to do anything in life, what, whatever it is, that idea of, like you said, you said you knew that you knew that it was right around the corner. The answer was there. You just had to keep, well, you had to keep coming at it from a different angle to figure it out. That I believe is life. I mean, I have a bad day. The answer is there. I mean, I have to, I mean, sometimes I just have to look at it from a different angle or I call people. That's what we talked about a couple of weeks ago was having a team. Sometimes the other angle doesn't come to me. So I call somebody and I'm like, here's my dilemma. Tell me your thoughts. And, you know, and then they're like, well, have you thought of it this way? No, never occurred to me, but hey, let's keep talking about that. Let me, and, and it just shines a different light on, on the issue because for me in business, but for me in everything, I don't feel like there's any other option than to keep moving forward. I just, it's, it's basically the mantra of my life. Mm -hmm. Good days, bad days, things that seem insurmountable. I don't feel like for me personally that there is an option outside of moving forward. And so, because I feel that way about most things, really everything, then there has to be another angle for it to be looked at no matter what. I mean, I don't have But also all you the think answers. you have to say you have to be honest about the fact that something, I mean, whether it's a, a business or a relationship, you have to be honest, willing to look at what's really happening because some people just live in denial. Oh, that, you know, that didn't happen or that wasn't that it you like I love the fact that you looked at it honestly and you said, "Okay, this isn't working. That doesn't mean it's a failure. It just means this the way that I approached it didn't work. Let's try this. Let's try something else." Yes. I, I I just think that's really uh refreshing and I think it's challenge. It's challenging to me. I think it's probably challenging to a lot of listeners to, um, to not to not give up, to not quit, or think that your idea is is doomed to failure just because you you took a risk and it didn't work out. I mean, if you go back and look at anybody that has become super successful, you will see if you follow enough of their journey, you will see enough of their failure in it. And sometimes mass, sometimes massive failure, Some, like I mean, devastating failure. I mean, I. I Steve Jobs is a great example. He was fired from Apple Computer. And, I mean, seriously, he came back, and of course we know. And but yes, failure happens. I mean, it's it's if you set yourself up that you're not going to have failure, then you are going to be completely disillusioned when it happens, and you're and you are going to internalize it. But see, failure is just one of these things that exist. And you know, I I fail anyway, even in spite of what I want to achieve, but I don't usually let that hold me down for long. Now, I'd be lying to you when I said that no failure affects me. I mean, there are days that it does. It, it just It's just bigger than I want. It's more catastrophic. When we lost our business um, 10 years ago that I had grown when I was 25 and, you know, the recession came and we held on and, you know, I lost that business Three weeks went by that I was basically just getting by. It was, it felt like a death. It felt, it was, it felt embarrassing. It felt, um, it felt personal. And so I, I spent three weeks really in bed, licking my wounds, didn't really know um, what I was going to do. And no, that felt big. But weirdly enough, even in that moment of just this weird 
overwhelming loss, an opportunity came about. And I said yes to the opportunity. And, and I jumped into that with both feet because I had nothing else going on. And I got the opportunity to um, volunteer as a chaplain at a local hospital here in town. And I credit everything, the renewal of my own spirit for, for that six months of serving in a time that just was so overwhelming. But then as a chaplain, I got to watch and stand in the gap of people whose situations were even more overwhelming than mine. And I got to gain some perspective. And that's really all it is, is looking in the mirror, being honest. It's really just about gaining perspective of what really the situation is. And, you know, I, I am good at that. And what it, allow, it requires is we've talked about this whole three bucket thing. It, it requires me to identify what I bring to the table, but also identify where I need help. And, and you know, it, it just keeps things real for me. So, okay, so the first show was a flop. Um, you, you had a couple of other shows after that worked out with the towels. Where did Blue Poppy go after that point? So that holiday season, I think I ended up selling like 500 of those towels. And so the oyster towel, the oyster, oyster tree towel, towels. oyster tree towel. And wow. I ended up making it into a wreath. I mean, I took the same one, one oyster drawing, and I just kept copying it and pasting it and set it into a wreath. And my husband would say, because every night I would be at my studio, my husband would be like, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to the make studio oyster to make trees. What do you think? <laughs> and, um, and so no, it was, so it was these, so I sold like 500 of this, of this silly design that wasn't even colorful. I mean, it's gray and it had a gold starfish on top and it was not even all that, you know, sold well. But my husband said to me, he goes, well, he goes, well, he goes, I guess you have a business with Blue Poppy. But no one's going to buy oyster Christmas trees in January. Mm. So your business is over. (laughs) (laughs) In 45 short days. and and it's time to come up with an oyster heart. So it's time to come (laughs) up with something else. I never thought of an oyster heart. But it was time to come up with something else because the the Christmas tree design, he's right. I mean, it's a holiday design and I wasn't going to sell those. And that's when I launched... um, the, the watercolors. And that's what Rob said. He goes, you've got all this ability of all this beautiful color that nobody else can do because your printing process is so unique that no one else can do it. And all you've got is gray and yellow. He goes, and anybody with a screen, a screen printer can do that, but you've got all this stuff. And how did you find, come upon this, this printing process? Is that like a, is that a family secret that we can't hear? No, about? it's not. It's, it's just sublimation. It's, it's not a family secret at all. <laughs> I was, I started it doing, um, doing some, printing some mugs for a local store in town um, long before Blue Poppy existed. And no, it's just a sublimation equipment, but it'll, it allows you to print all these vibrant colors on products. And um, yeah, no, that was all it is. It's no, it's not a big, it's not a, it's just at the time you didn't see a whole lot of it. So Mm. it's, it's now I see people, a lot of my friends do it. Um, now, but no, it was, it's unique in, in the way it prints and it allows for all these really wonderful, vivid colors. And I happen to really love color. I'm like a total color geek. I love color, like more color, the better. So you started, you took your husband's advice and started really delving into really colorful, bright designs. Four designs. We did an oyster, I did an oyster, a crab, a sea turtle and a shrimp. And again, we're coastal. So everything I was doing was super coastal. And I took it to a, an event in January to debut the new watercolors. And, the, you know, again, sold out of everything I had. And that wasn't just towels, though. That was other, other things. It was really well. pretty much towels. Pretty and much. I had found some tumblers. So I did some wine, wine cups. 
towels, wine cups, and some pillows. Um, at this tiny little show in Tybee Island. And man, the response for the f- few people that were there was huge. And my husband's like, see, I think you've got something. And from there, it just started. And I would do um, these little pop-up craft shows or, you know, maker events or something like that. And I would haul my tent in my car and and my towels. And mainly towels is really mainly what I sold at that point in time um, to the events. And I would um, sell them. Okay, so give us a timeline. When did you first do the, when did you do the first show that, that kind of flopped? That was October of 2017. Okay, so then as the, then I'm then guessing in, in 2018, the towels were kind of picking, picking up steam. You were doing well with it. You were printing towels and the watercolor designs, okay, you had the I'm, four designs. Okay, I'm wrong. So it was October 2000, you'd think I would know this. It was October of 2018 that I did, that I did my first show in October in Jacksonville. Okay, so 2019 would have been when you were really cranking out the towels. And then that spring, that fall of 2018, I had gotten invited to a big show up in like Atlanta, Georgia. And that's when I got my first employee to come in and help me produce, who was your daughter. Oh, yeah. And um, she came in and she helped me make stuff for that show. And so that was 2019. And... So from September to two, in 2019 till like Christmas of 2019, I did 49 show days. Wow. On top of the bakery. So I did the bakery week during the week, and then I would do festivals every weekend. I did 49 of them. And did you have any intention of having physical space, or were you just really focused on the, the craft shows and fairs? Just focused on the craft shows. Mm-hmm. I was, that was my, that was, I did well at it. I like it. I love people, and I love talking to people, so it was just really a good fit. They're exhausting. I mean, they're like long, um, setting kind up. Kind of sitting out there all day. Yeah, but I yeah. like it. My husband would come. My sons would come. People would help me, but I, I did. I liked it, and I had, um, by the time that 2019 finished and basically the last show was before Christmas and it was kind of done because macarons the bakery is super busy as well and that you know that Christmas season so it's really as soon as like Christmas Eve kind of came that year I was I had lost my fall la 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 a couple of weeks before but <laughs> I was so over it all I was tired and my mom had made a comment at Christmas because they were all super kind to me because they know how busy I stay with the macarons and now the blue poppy I really needed to slow down. I was just going too much. But I'm like, but that's how I make my money. And, and my, sh- my product was really heavily gift-oriented. So I made the bulk of my money from like September through the end of the year because, you know, my stuff's kind of seasonal because it's a good gift. And she's like, you nearly know how to come up with some ways to, to, A, not have to everything fall on you every weekend. And I said, well, I'd like that idea. And so as I sat down between kind of Christmas and New Year's, which is kind of a time that I take every year to to process what was the previous year, to make plans for the future year, that kind of thing, I um, I said, well, you know, I said, I, I, I like the idea. I had met a couple of different people at the shows that owned shops that had inquired about possibly picking up Blue Poppy to be in their gift shop. And I thought, well, maybe in 2020, I will just pick like 12 of the bigger shows. And then I'll start looking at at possibly getting into more wholesale. 
And so our member rented a new space that was bigger January of 2020 with this idea. I went ahead and I booked all these different shows. I paid for them in advance. So I had all my big shows already booked throughout for all of 2020 by the time like mid-January came around. I had my new space. We were getting it up and going. I was wanting to do workshops in my new space and like I'm really passionate about women in business, especially here in my area. So I wanted to do kind of a monthly workshop that, you know, we talked about empowered women, just kind of like what we're doing here, but just kind of in our area. And I was so excited about what 2020 held. And then I, and, and I got up on this wholesale marketplace. My friend Candace helped me. I really, it was this weird spreadsheet that I had to put together and why it, hemmed me up because I'm actually quite good at spreadsheets, but it did. And I remember all in, Jan- all in February going, I'd gotten approved to put my store up on this website. And, but the part of it, the next part, you had to fill out the spreadsheet. <laughs> I think I remember you telling me about this because we had lunch and you were like, I've got the spreadsheet. I just don't And I know. have the spreadsheet and I kept looking at the spreadsheet and they wanted like all this information. It was like 35 rows across columns across and I mean you had each product and each product and it just and I could download my stuff out of Shopify and but anyway there was this huge disconnect for me for some reason and I called Candace because she had been on fair before on on this marketplace for her business and and I said will you help me I said if you will whatever I can pay you whatever it'll take for you to take this spreadsheet that I downloaded out of my website and make it this spreadsheet Whatever you need, I'm, I'm it. Payment, you know, whatever. She, she was trying to close out her year, get her books done. I'm like, I'll do your books. I'm like, I'm good at that. So I'll do your books and you do this. And this was March 1st of 2020 and up it went. And, you know, I didn't know that, um, that 20 days later, the world would come to kind of a screeching halt. Thanks so much for joining us today on Lady BizWiz. We'll be back next week as Amy continues telling her story, including how she managed to navigate the COVID pandemic with her business, Blue Poppy Designs. Have a great rest of the week.